0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest
1: Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. The Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews for your Tuesday night. Yes, it's going to do this tonight. TLT. I'm Seamless Tuesday. TLT. It's only one week away. Yes. TLT. You know it's top three worst L-T. segments on radio. Yeah, but that's all right. At least mm. it's not the worst. Mm. Not like this. But fact Thursday. <laughs> Your voice is horrible in that. Welcome to the show. Barat Sundaraisen, SEN's very own Barat Sunderays and sits down with Australian cricket coach Andrew McDonald just to pick his brain, see what's going on, see how he's going to fix the Australian batting. And I'm sure he's got some really good ideas.
2: He needs good ideas. If you got some ideas, 45773673 we We'll shoot them
1: through to him. Uh, mm. Actually, he needs a coach whisperer. Doesn't he? Mm. He needs someone to get into his ear and give him some whatever. Because I don't know who's running that joint. Pat's gone home because of a family illness. We are legless. Um, Josh
2: Hazelwood's gone home. David Warner looking like he's going to go well, his home. His kids are well. going home.
1: Yep. Dave Warner's kids, even they've had enough. They've he's gone, got, Dad, <laughs> you stink. We're going home. Is he going home to babysit? <laughs> and Candace <laughs> is staying in India. She's going to be opening the batting. Well, she got a new book coming out, Warts she and All. Has? Is that what it's
2: called? No, it's yeah, you know, it's pure honesty about. I don't know what it's going to be in the book.
1: But what, what what's the motivation for the book? What's going, is it because?
2: I don't
1: know. I, d- I don't get it. Stay relevant. Yeah, but she is relevant already. She's got a, a media career. Is it? Is she please, Candice, don't whinge about Dave getting paid a ton of money to play cricket. Mm. Like seriously, if that's what people are going, to, if that's what you're going to write about. No one's going to be interested. Mm. Like, he, lived, he lives a privileged life. He gets so open about him for Australia. That's mm. every kid's dream. Yeah, you cop criticism, and sometimes it's horrible
2: is, and is unnecessary. It, is it
1: advice hour with Jason? It is. Is this what it is? I love the fact that I'm giving her advice about people being horrible whilst <laughs> you're being horrible. <laughs> We're going to preview South's chances in 2023. Big chance,
2: 2023.
1: I hope you're right, Satsy oh. Sam Highland. G'day, Sammy here. Uh, Previous this week's meetings for Racing Queensland, dog tips on the weekend. Sammy? Bad. very All the favourites got up. All the short price favourites. Like the mm-hmm. ones Chris Nelson tips a dollar $1.40. Yeah, that's usually the case. That if the lower price for a win is usually a big chance
2: of them winning. I don't know whether you knew that or not. <laughs> the lower the price, the more
1: chance. Hey, um... There's still more stuff going on about this batting display by the Australian cricket team. Mm. Uh, this was Usman Khawaja uh, on an SCN podcast. I guess there'll always be outside noise but at the end of the day. We're out here trying to win three games for Australia and then, yeah,
3: you've got to pick your poison one way or another. you got to get out just blocking when you
1: get out um, trying to execute shots. So, I mean, it's just the way it goes. I didn't understand what he so said. So Aussies basically saying we're out here trying, mm-hmm. which no one, doubt, no, yep. no one doubts that. But you got to pick your poison. You either get out blocking or you get out playing your shots. Now he it's not one or the other. You build in innings, mm-hmm. and 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 I don't think anyone's had a crack at Usman Khawaja. Uh He's eighty-one in the first innings was fantastic, and and he played pretty well. But he's got a lot of teammates there who didn't, whose sh- shot selection was horrible. And if you can if you can look at Alex Carey for example and say that was the right shot to play, then maybe Usman should be on that plane with. David Warner's kids, like, babysitting. Yeah, babysitting in business.
2: But seriously, do you know yeah. where I'm coming from? Yeah, I know. I mean, like you're saying, you've got no doubt they're trying. But yes, you know, trying is something that you do when you're trying. Well, trying something that you do when you're trying to trying to build a uh, build a career, or you're coming from the bottom of the heap, whatever it may be. You continue to try. You try mm. hard mm. when you're. Task with something like the Australian cricket team is when they, when they gained ascendancy back in that second test to basically just give away, that's not trying. That's just, it's, it's, it's bad selection. Well, it's, well, it's, it's immature cricket. Yeah. It's immature cricket from people who should
1: know better. What do you make of his comments there though? Do you, do you make like. No, a... well, I,
2: I think it's again, when you and I discussing this yesterday, it's, it's the positive mindset and the, and the framing around trying to be as positive as possible Immediately after the game, so it's let's again. This is the psycho babble that goes on in sport. You need to flush all those negative, and you need to be talking as positively as, hum, as humanly possible, so you continue to take that positive mindset into the next week and a half of training and the next, you know, the first ball of the next game. So the quicker we can flush at any negative thoughts, the better we're going to be for it.
1: You've been around professional sport and in those change rooms, played at. Um... Great level Sats, but shouldn't you also address the elephant in the room and right. then move on from we that? We don't know
2: whether they are or not, and whether you know whether internally Andrew McDonald's walking in and saying, "Hey guys, Rodio, we're gonna we're gonna lay this all out right now." What? That is not how Australian Australians play cricket. Mm. It's embarrassing, and you should be embarrassed with your effort. Now we're going to forget all that, and we're going to turn this around and try and work out how we're going to win. Okay. We don't know whether that's happening behind closed doors. Mm. From the outside looking in, it mm. doesn't look like it's happening. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the, the really good coaches are the ones that they find the right time to hit you square between the eyes.
1: Hey, just before we go to the break too, Steve Smith could be heading to the US. There's a new this T20 league in America. There's not live no, cricket, it's is there? No, kind of. $174 million American T20 league. This is awesome. I reckon this game... I'd actually start with the 100 in the US before T20. I think the 100 format is amazing. But six-team tournament has received financial backing from wealthy Indian businessmen and celebrities with more than $174 million invested by the likes of Microsoft bosses and Bollywood legends. Each of the six franchises are based in Dallas, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, DC, Seattle, and also New York City. Okay, if you had
2: your choice of location, which one? New York, easy.
1: easy. No, nah, Dallas. What? The, just the meat. <laughs> just the meat. Everything's big. And, and he can carry a gun. I went to a restaurant <laughs> in Dallas. Yeah. And it says, check your weapon in with concierge. It's so like, I'm not giving my gun. Well, I didn't have one. <laughs> I'm not going to give my gun to a stranger. What's he going to do with it? So, leave your guns in your glove box. Mm. No, I'd go to Dallas, mate. Dallas is great. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. It's one of the best cities in America. And it, low tax rate, is by it the way. It's
2: flat, is what they say. They what say Dallas is just flat, isn't it?
1: I can't remember being flat. It was mm. just another city. Okay. But you know what they say? Everything is big in Texas, including my waistline. Oh, the food's amazing. Anyway, this is exciting $1.5 million sal- salary cap to 18 players. 1.5 million to
2: yeah,
1: 18 it, players. Yeah, but it's a uh, no, $1.5 million salary cap where you can get 18 players. But, mate, it'll be a very, very short competition. Hang on
2: a 18 players have got to fit into $1.5 million. Yes. Yeah, it's, not worth that's it.
1: That's 100 grand each, roughly. Not worth it. No, no. You pick up a couple of bums for 60,000 mm. US. This is US. Yeah. You pay your Steve Smith 150 US for four weeks' work. It wouldn't get not out of, worth it. it. He wouldn't get
2: out of bed for 150,000 for four well, weeks you going into another country.
1: That's your rent in New York. Yeah. But if you go to Dallas, it's cheaper <laughs> and less tax, by the way. Uh, now, now, listen, <laughs> seek advice, Steve Smith. I'm a tax professional. Just don't take my <laughs> word for it. But I know a couple of people, all right? Actually, Adrian from Castle Hill could probably do your taxes for you, Steve Smith. Good accountant,
4: yeah.
1: Break time. This is Sports Dave. Key out When we come back, Barrett Sundaraisen and Andrew McDonald. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Tuesday night, last night, Barrett Sundaraisen, who works for SCN, part of the SCN cricket coverage uh, of the Test Series between India and Australia, caught up with Australian cricket coach Andrew McDonald to get some answers after their horrific loss in the test series,
3: Andrew McDonald. Thanks for speaking to SEN. Uh, firstly, uh, just the Pat' comment situation. Uh, not really getting
4: into it. Like, uh, a word on that? Yeah, I mean, Pat's had to go home to to be with his family. Um, yeah, so I think just respecting that that privacy. Um, yeah, and a break between the the second and third test has, has allowed that. So yeah, we wish him well with dealing with what he's he's got at home.
3: Uh, so via what? Less than 24 hours since uh, the collapse in uh, in Delhi. Uh, have you got time to get your head around it? And the second time in two test matches, uh, Australia, have
4: been sort of bowled out in one session. I think it'll take a little bit more than sort of 24 hours to sort of get your head around it. So it happened awfully quick. And, you know, it was, yeah, probably frantic's probably, probably the word. And felt as though that we were sort of rushing towards a, a total. Um, we were in a really strong position at 2 for 85 and, you know, driving the game and it, it's... It's the first time that I've seen you know, Ashen with, with defensive fields and, and Jadasia as well. So we felt like we were controlling the game well there. And then, as happens in the subcontinent, you sort of you, you, you give an inch, they'll take a mile, and, and they got a little opening and, and they, and they drove it to their advantage. And then suddenly the, the pressure that we built up during the game, and that was one of the, the real focuses going in, was to shift the pressure into the Indian dressing room. We felt like we did that, and then it just came flooding back into our change room, and, and we, weren't be able to, we weren't able to navigate our way through that, which was yeah, very disappointing. Uh, uh, j-
3: there'll be a lot of criticism about some of the short selection uh, in that second innings. Uh, does it just come down to individuals making that call out there in that pressure? Or, or maybe, uh, or some might point it maybe it was a team call to just go and be more aggressive than uh, they were in Nagpur when the
4: other collapse happened? No, we, we don't necessarily have sort of team batting plans. It's more individual batting plans, and you'll hear us talk about method and, and how individuals go about it. So, yeah, to say that it was a team plan to go out there and play that way would be false. Um, Michael DiVaneto and the coach do a fantastic job in gearing up the individuals for the way that they want to play. And I think a few players got away from what makes them really good players um, in that moment. And, you know, was it pressure or was it perceived pressure? I'm not sure. Were we just hurrying towards that total that we wanted to to set up for, for, for India to to chase and to have great pressure on them. So it'll be a combination of factors. Um, but ultimately, there's some poor decisions um, in that batting unit. We need to iron that. Um, and there's always a balance between attack and defence. And, and we saw Usman Quadra in the first innings. You know, go on the attack and was was quite successful um, and and got the game in our control through using sweeps and reverse sweeps and and then the flip side of that to, to be criticised, um, you know, some of the batters who are good sweepers to be criticised um, for doing that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a balance, I think, defence and and attack. So probably got the balance wrong. Uh, does this? I mean, every
3: test defeat hurts, Andrew, but this one because you had the rare opportunity to run the game in India. For large periods of that game, literally till the collapse happened, uh, does it hurt more or does it feel like a big opportunity that just like slipped by
4: yeah, it's definitely an opportunity missed and it you know, those positions aren't you know india don 't hand those positions to their opponents um, you know and we had a really good look at it. Um, we weren't, be- weren't able to take it so that's really disappointing so I- I'm not sure it hurts the-, the right word but th- there's an understanding of how much work that goes into getting in those positions and, and we know that we've got to reinvest and, and do that again um, and-, and those positions earn um, and when you earn them you-, you really want to make the most of them and unfortunately we couldn't do that um, it's clear where the errors were so that's a good thing but it's also clear how to get in those positions and, and the way that we need to play so we feel as though we're good enough to to beat India in India um, but at the moment I suppose everyone out there is critiquing that we aren't and that's fair enough based upon that one session uh, I mean
3: the talk uh, speaking to a couple of the Indian players part of the game they feel like you're in the first inning especially your top order is sort of outdone their top order it's really their lower order that's Taken the game away from you, uh, that and say the performances of Todd Murphy and Matthew Kuhneman on debut. Do you look at those uh, purely as a very objectively and say, uh, look, we've made, done some right things here as well, it, it, even though it might look like you know three-day finishes,
4: we have put a few you know right things in place. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, uh, but unfortunately, when you have a session like that. Then it's never going to be that positive slant on what you've done well. But internally, we need to recognise when we're doing things well that it can work. Um, so yeah, we're, we're open to the criticism and, and rightfully so, um, based upon that that session. Uh, but there's been some, there's been some positives. We feel as, though, as I as said, we've got some some players that have, have grown over here. Hanscom's shown the way that he can play. Usman, uh, Todd Murphy's you know, been outstanding. Um, you know, a lot of first up spinners come to India and have a poor experience. He's been one of the few um, that's that's had a great experience and, and even to watch him you know, yesterday in that small defence of a total work his craft and, and I think it's the first time Biro is it the first time he's been stumped in Test cricket? Yes, or one of the yes, few times time, he's been yeah. yeah. so to undo a great player like that um, just shows the skill and the craft but um, yeah th- those positives have sort of been washed away a little bit and we've got to rebuild um, come back in um, in a couple of days time and, and get our heads around the challenge uh, in front of us um, but as I said we feel as though we've got some players that are good enough to take up this challenge Um, and if we get that opportunity again, I think that's when we need to be critiqued. Um, A lot of hard work to get in those positions again.
3: Uh, And just finally, a longer gap than you you wanted or like was planned between the second and third test. still two more test matches to go, World Test Championship final up for grabs as well. Uh, How do you look at the latter half of the
4: series from this point on? Still plenty to play for. Um, there's an opportunity for, for those players that have played in those first couple of test matches to show what they've learned and, and how they've grown. Um, and that'll be on display out in the middle. World Test Championships not secured yet as well. So we've got two more test matches um, to, you know, we need to win one of those or, or draw one of those to get in. Um, and then, then the great challenge of even winning a test match in India. Um, we've got an opportunity to still draw a series. Um, Albeit we're up against that. We need to win the next two to draw it. Um, But I think India have won 44 of the the last 46 test matches here. Um, It's a phenomenal record. And and that's the disappointing part is that we we felt like we had a a real good look at that and and weren't able to to nail it. And it just shows you how good India are in their own conditions. And, yeah, be under no illusion, it's going to be challenging in the next two test matches. But we'll be up for the contest. We'll come again. um, And it'll be out there for all to see in test match three. Thank you, Andrew. Cheers, bro.
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento, Kia's large SUV. Available now
1: at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Let's get into a preview of the South Sydney season. Finished seventh on 30 points last year. 14 wins, 10 losses. Uh, the Bunnies, though, haven't recruited a lot in 2023. They spent the money holding on to three stars. Didn't need to. Really didn't need to
2: because their key positions have got really you know, great players in them. Yes, they're ageing, and yes, they've got to look at the players that are coming through, and I'll tell you a couple of those um, as we get uh, get through this, but I've got high hopes for South this year. Uh, I think the more that Latrell matures as a player and as a leader, the more dangerous he's becoming. He reminds me a little bit of the way Greg Inglis matured and became an, an amazing leader at South Sydney. Cody Walker, the older he gets, and you've got to remember, he didn't play NRL until he was 26, mm. so his body wasn't subject to that the, and the rigours the of the NRL week in, week out for a lot of years. So that's why he's still got a lot of, I suppose, a lot of years left in his legs. Damien Cook looks really good. My biggest fear for for South Sydney is do they have enough up front? But I think the emergence of David Mowali, the young front rower, really good young player. He's going to be a good mm-hmm. player, a small front rower, but a powerful front rower. And Shaq Mitchell, if he can stay lean oh. and stay fit, he could be a real surprise pack for bonus. the bunnies. Now players look out for uh Taupa. Now you would have seen him in the very first trial. He's a 5'8", uh, could play bit of fallback. He'd come off the bench.
1: Put that great kick through for the first try.
2: Scored a couple of tries himself. Yep. He's yep. he's a special young player. And there's another player. What,
1: would, what are you gonna do with him this year?
2: Well, he's just drip feed him. Yeah. Just give him a taste here and there. And if you need to leave Cody out. For some games, I'll what? do that. Yeah, if you have to. If, you, if, you've, if you've won five, six, seven in a row and you're, and you're comfortable with how your team looks. And there's a young player, a young center by the name of Josiah Karapani. He is beautiful. He looks like – he plays like Michael Jennings. Hmm. He's a beautiful player to watch. He's come through the junior reps. He's a, he's a really good player.
1: Can Jason Demetrio get them a game past the prelim final this year?
2: Well, all I'll say is they'll be there. I think they're a top four, so they'll get another chance to play in a grand final. And will they? We don't know.
1: Maybe. Oh, you meant to be doing predictions, so top four.
2: They'll be top four.
1: Okay, there you have it. What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, before we go to the break, just some uh, texts here. Gents, just on the Dolphins, experts and comedies going on about the Storm losing so much experience with Kafusi and Bromwich brothers leaving. That same experience was on show in their trial against the Titans. Father time remains undefeated. Good saying. Storm did the right thing opting for youth. It'll prove to be the case again. That's Daniel from well, Prairiewood.
2: The Storm have got young Trent Lairo, who's a really good back rower, and they've signed uh, Eli Katoa yep. from the Melbourne Storm. The award-winning
0: seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia
1: dealer. This is Sports Day. I want to get over the crankiness of uh, Australian cricket. Yeah. I want to move on from that, Sats, And I want to move on to rugby league. Rugby league. Well, yeah. you said yesterday everyone's got about a week to get arrested. Yeah. What's, it's, this is a silly week. It's happier. It? Yeah. You've got, you got six six more days, players, to get arrested. Okay. Six more. Or or we yourself, abuse police officers. Well,
2: we nearly happened Sunday morning, didn't it, with the Dragons players? What what happened there? Honestly, this is nothing. They got smashed in the charity shield. They'd already said before the game they can go out for a beer with all the locals uh, in Mudgie. The Dragons players went out. They went back to their hotel. They're all sitting around in one area together. Uh, Makali Ravalawa and Zane Musgrove apparently get into a bit of a a verbal exchange. Now I'm back in Ravalawa In that, I would not say anything bad to Ravalawa. No, he'd destroy you. Yeah. Um. And then they got up in a bit of a push and shove. Players had to get in between each other, between the players, and, you know what? Move on. Big mm. deal. Mm. Alcohol on board. It wasn't a Monday. No. If Steve Carter and Craig Gow weren't at each other's throats yeah, outside right. a local in Penrith. Yeah, right. It wasn't a Monday. So. Come on,
1: players. You're not trying hard enough. There are Queens Councils standing by. Yep. To Take your club's call, yep. You got six days, yeah. This to is to wet your pants, there's
2: absolutely nothing. And both players said, you know what, within an hour, we're best mates again having brekkie." So, um, yeah, what there's they not-
1: had a scuffle before breakfast. Well, was it over the eggs?
2: I suppose when you're way up, and in, in our trusty cohort, uh, part of our group here in Cohen, he said, you know, where's the club at? You got. What happened early Sunday morning? Then you got Amon, the incident back in December, which he's been stood down. The awards night last year, when um, there was a no-show by mm. you ninety know, percent of the players to the the presentation night, and then the infamous barbecue gate. What this all says to me, when you wrap it all up in one, all these incidents, they just, they just don't have enough of the right senior players in the place. That's Simple all as that. it is.
1: That's all it is. But everyone tries to tie it back to hook.
2: Well, as soon as the coaches. Back is turned. That's when your senior player group takes yeah. over. Your values, your principles, your behaviours. Um, and they don't have the right – they've got some good senior players, not enough to make the right decision in the best interest of the club.
1: Reports say the night swinger Dominic Young has signed with the Roosters yeah. for 2024 after informing his teammates on Monday night. Uh, does this mean Joseph Suali so- 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 could be moving on? Well, I suppose a lot of people out there saying,
2: "How are the Roosters? How can they afford someone like Dom Young, who came over from England? He's a young man from from the UK Super League, and only very young to rugby league, but he's he's actually he's actually made a fist of it in his first full season with the Knights. Um, I think this is the Roosters just looking at their contingency plans. So he's only what 19 years of age, just turned 19, playing on the wing at the moment. I think they'll move him into the centres. And put a Dom Young on the wing. And then when Tedesco leaves.
1: Where's Manu, by the way? Manu's
2: in the centres
1: yeah. as well. Who when, else is in the centres? When
2: Tedesco leaves, they've got Paul Momorowski. Oh. They've got, yeah. Um, when Tedesco leaves eventually, Suli will just naturally just move back into fullback. I don't think they'll be able to keep Joseph Manu eventually. He signed until the end of 2024. Joseph Sewell Lee's got an option in his favour next year.
1: Mm.
2: And, you know, World Cup year this year, he comes from a rugby background, Eddie Jones, how much he loves to recruit rugby league players into the rugby union ranks. He did it back in 2002, 2003 Mm. with Saylor and Takiri and Matty Rogers. So it wouldn't, it would make sense that the, the rugby union would make a huge play. So the Roosters are doing two things. They're trying to shore up their outside backs just mm. in case he does make that yep. decision, or they'll move him in one in the centres and Dom Young will just go onto the wing.
1: I reckon they're going to... He's, obviously, he's going to miss out on the World Cup this year, but I reckon they're going to make him an offer for him to start next year in Rugby Union, and I reckon it's going to be around $2 million a season. They don't have $2 million. They'll find it. Rugby has a wonderful way of finding money. We're, going into
2: a world, we're in a World Cup year, and they still can't find that money now.
1: Yeah, but don't worry, they'll get a nice little gift from the the, the rugby league head office, uh, rugby union head office, for hosting the World Cup, then what they'll do, they'll go to their wealthy sponsors and say, this is the guy.
2: You can drink more port and red wine if this guy (laughs)
1: comes across. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, mate, I'd pay him two million dollars a year, eight million over four years into the next World Cup. You'll get a bunch of Samoan kids who want to start playing for the Wallabies. The Waratahs will benefit from it as well. This will be a massive signing. I think the Roosters
2: have become the new Broncos. Once upon a time, the Broncos went through a long period of time where just no one left them unless they really had to. Justin Hodges left in 2002 to go to the Roosters. When he announced it in 2001, Wayne Bennett just dropped him to reserve grade. So the Roosters have become the new Brisbane Broncos of years gone by where they very rarely lose a player unless they really have to because they can't afford him. And Or he wants like a Joey Manu. They love Joey Manu. They don't want to let him go. But eventually he's going to demand money that the Roosters just can't afford.
1: The other thing on this too, Dom Young leaving the Knights, another good player leaving the Knights. And this is where it's
2: really difficult for some clubs to sign marquee players because some marquee players will say, well, okay, I'm going to go to a club like the Knights that, that have struggled for a while. They've made the finals. They made, they two came years in, ago, yeah, two years ago they mm-hmm. made they made the finals and, but you know they've struggled for a while, um to be really significant when it comes to how high they are up in the in the ladder, and marquee players sometimes just say the weight is just too heavy, the load's too heavy. If I'm going to go there, I'm going to get paid one point three million. Who else is going to come with me?
1: Because
2: mm. the load's sometimes really heavy to carry, when all that that pressure is put on your shoulders. Also
1: says a bit about about the nights on. You know, retaining good players. Um, I don't know whether it's a cultural issue, financial issue, whatever it is. But they've got to work on. They've got to work hard on retaining these good players. And then other players will come to the club. Well, they're in a position where they've got to play more than what they have to. They like the Titans for clubs. They like the Titans mm. until they start getting some more success. They're going to have to. Mm. So another big loss for the Knights. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. <laughs>
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland.
1: Queensland is your place to race this year. Chris Nelson's still on holidays. Normally I say thank goodness because his tips are normally pus. But I tell you what, this bloke on the weekends, he's the new Chris Nelson. No, he picked a $9 winner. Yes, but didn't share it with anyone. Well, he would have shared it with some
2: people, just people that he liked.
1: Well, he's Mrs. Sammy. <laughs> I'm surprised you've turned up this week.
5: Boys. Well, I tell you what, it was a tough old day on Saturday in Bris Vegas. And, you know, a lot of shorties got home. And anyone that knows me, I am all about value. And. I had to wait all day until the last race, so uh i I actually backed a seventeen dollar winner early at Flemington and then sort of withered away at that. <laughs> then I got on cool and got that kept me going for a bit and it got down to the last race at Eagle Farm, and you know I was really questioning myself because uh as you alluded to they were you know what they were past those tips and uh they were they just weren't good enough and I I went all chips in on the vows in the last race. And I am going to say that Jimmy Orman, it was the ride of the century. <laughs> Second last, all the way up the paint, never went round a horse and gets up at $9. Mm. And I just turned to my missus and said, Vickers, see, there is a God. <laughs> the punting gods were watching me. They were watching me. They saw the pain that I was going through, and they thought, "We've got to give him a bone, this bloke." And it was a nine-dollar bone. And they're the ones we love.
1: Yeah, clearly not the punning gods aren't looking after Sats and Jace just here in the studio because mm. you never text us or <laughs> find us. But you know what? We'll forgive and forget, Sammy. How's this week? It's looking? okay.
5: Okay, do you know what? Do you know what? The positive is it's on again tomorrow. It's on again tomorrow. We can have another go tomorrow. All but right. Campbell, responsibly. Before we get to, yeah. we get to tomorrow, uh, we've got to mention, we've got to give a shout-out to Scalopini, who got the money at Flemington uh, on Saturday. He was very brave, the Queenslander, for Matt O'Day and – and, and uh, sorry, Steve O'Day and Matt Hoystead. Just switched that up a bit, tonight. not uh, And, yeah, gee – you know that, and and I've spoken about it, um, you know, a few times. How you know how it was so good to see the Queensland horses doing so well throughout the spring carnival, and you know, again, they've gone down to Melbourne and they're having a presence uh, at the autumn carnival, and and they're not done with yet. They're not done with yet. So I I think uh, yeah, it's good to see. Good to see Scalapini. He was fantastic on Saturday.
2: Sammy, what tips we to for this week?
5: All right, so we've got racing this week. We've got Eagle Farm tomorrow. We've got Gatton Thursday, Rocky Friday, Doombird Saturday. But Eagle Farm tomorrow, let's go. Race two, number four, Within Reason. Uh, this is for Desley Forster. Uh, for Desley Forster, and this will be... this will be It's found its right race here, I reckon. Uh, first up, Sam Collard on board. You can get it at $2.90 tonight, uh, but it'll be improved from last preparation with the time under its belt, it'll be a better horse. Then we go to race three, one of my favourite trainers in Queensland, Laurie Mayfield-Smith. is a tar, star. He saddles up Valley Sister. Carl Wilson-Taylor, who's been in hot form, you can get this at $3. And then we go race four, number two, Choir Boy. Now, this is these are the areas I like, those $12 areas. I really <laughs> like this. Choir Boy, you can get this. This horse has been good. At all three runs this time round, it hasn't look. It hasn't finished in the money, but it hasn't been getting beaten far. And this is a good race for it. Up to the mile, it's two for two at the trip. Uh, the firm ground won't worry it, and it's a real hope. And now I'm just going to give you one at a bit of odds. Race seven, number five, three stripes, three stripes, seventy one dollars. Oh, $71 come on, Sammy. You're being peel, stupid. The orange peel. The orange peel is the pilot. Pat Duff trained. this ran well first up over a thousand meters. It was just beaten for speed, though it's too sharp for it. Up to the twelve hundred. If she gets it in a good spot, I'm telling you, this is a, this is a good each way bet. Uh it'll it, it, it is way over the odds. And it opened up at a hundred to one and uh, it's already been supported. So it won't surprise me if three stripes can sneak a place. Tomorrow in race seven.
1: Okay, so I've got race two, number four. What was the number in race three, Sammy? You didn't give us that.
5: Race, uh, race three, number seven, Valley Sister. Race four. Race four, number two, two. Fireboy. Yep.
1: And race and seven, re- number and five. And race
5: seven, number five. At 70 to 1. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. That, hey, Dace. Hey, Dace. Yeah. That'd buy a
1: few hamburgers, not yeah. it? That'd buy a few <laughs> hamburgers. Not that I need them, mate, as you know. <laughs> righty hey, Queensland is racing. <laughs> the action continues this week across the sunny state. Visit racingqueensland.com.au, mate. You've done a great job filling in for, for Chris Nelson. We'll get back on his $1. forty pops next weekend. See you,
5: boys. Thanks a lot.
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large
1: SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. It's uh, New Farm Australian through and three If you're listening in Brizzy tonight, it's a wet one tomorrow. Showers and a max of 30 degrees for two of the Sheffield Shield as... Uh, what starts tomorrow, is it? Yeah. Oh, no, day, is it day two? It is day two. Queensland versus New South Wales at the Gabba. So get on to that. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day.
2: Talking about the Gabba, where the Sheffield Shield is at, and of course they're going to redevelop that for the 2032 Olympics, but but the Gabba, or whatever stadium the athletics has run out of, which the Gabba is going to be, they usually got to have another...
1: And they are doing it. They've, they've taken, another
2: training facility next to it. They are. So they bought the school.
1: Up. Oh, really? Next door. So they're, they're relocating that school. It, it's a financial disaster. When they did the budget for the Olympics, they went, it's going to cost this much and the revenue is going to be this much. They had the revenue and the cost yeah. matched. Mm. Right. So it's like you and I putting together a budget, right? For this joint. <laughs> right, we're going to spend 100 bucks <laughs> and we're going to make 100 bucks. Right. There you go. And so now we're up to zero debt. Oh zero debt. So two point seven billion dollars mm. to fix up the GABA, which to me looks perfectly all right, but they've had to buy the small school next door, and that's where you're right, it's where the athletics track needs to be next door. The stadiums might be two billion. They are the GABA refurb. Two billion. Two point seven. What? I I know, Oprah. What? Wow. I hope they got a second quote. <laughs> Seriously. I'd love my one of the contractor is that's a great contract, yeah. Unbelievable. Mm. You, look, we do it at home, I'm sure the government
2: is it like when you have a car crash and you're not get three quotes, yeah, you got to, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or they've just gone and got one quote. Well, I'm getting bathroom done at the moment because we're about to fall through the floor. <laughs> you always get two quotes. My missus just bought window furnishings, right? Window these new blinds, yeah, and I said, and yeah, I okay, 1200 bucks for one blind. I go, seriously? She goes, yeah, no, that she's really nice. Forgot, Did you get a second quote? <laughs> I'm at home, seriously, I'm at home doing this. <laughs> I go, you get two quote Oh, I only had to
2: pay 50% No, deposit. but she's really good salesperson. She was really nice. And if I say no to her, i was like, I'm rejecting her. It's, yeah.
1: It's, well, you nice. know how we're building this new house. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm going to get her to come and quote the new house. No, you're not. That's going to cost 50 uh, grand. Mm. Hi, Anita. Hope you will. Uh, We've got to go. Were we going to talk about sport here? No, we're not. Really quickly, Very shout quickly. out to uh, Molly Picklum, who is a
2: 20-year-old from the Central Coast. And she is. she's won her first um, – Oh, yeah. She won her first yeah, – her maiden a World Surfing League uh, title. She's only 20. She was at, at Sunset, Sunset Beach. Beach yeah. uh, she beat – the, um, Tyler Wright, who's the, the world champion. Now she's actually leading. She got the, the yellow, the yellow shirt, the yellow jersey with five-time champion Carissa Moore as well. So a young, another young Australian surfer making a name for herself. Jesus
1: surf was ordinary. In Sunset? Yeah. It's mm. just, it's, they've struggled over in Hawaii. It looks like, and I heard someone else say this, it looks like the Calabon roof ad. <laughs> You know, it's really nice. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, it's a roof, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well done, and that's off the back of um, Jack Robinson too, number one in the yeah. rankings. So mm. good stuff for the Aussies. Right up. Got to go. This has been Sports State. We'll ya. be back uh, tomorrow night. See ya. Goodbye. <laughs>